0: Hi, I'm Kirk Flagg. Welcome to the PEO InSync podcast. In each episode, we will take you behind the scenes to explore the ever-changing PEO world. We will talk with the industry legends, the people whose hard work and creativity shape the PEO world of today. Also, we'll interview current industry leaders, those who are using their own creativity to grow and expand what it means to be a PEO. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good morning. Today, I'm fortunate enough to have with me a longtime PEO industry professional, Tim Pratt, the president of HRO at Prism HR. Tim, thanks for agreeing to do an interview with me today. Let's get to uh, know you. You've been in the industry a long time. Tell us how you got into the PEO industry.
1: Yeah, thanks, Kirk. It's great to be here uh, with you. I'm excited to be on the podcast and thanks for uh, resurrecting the podcast. This is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, So, I've been in the PEO space about 25 years and I got into the space right out of college. I remember I I walked into the office of a guy that ran an employee leasing company and he was looking for someone uh, to, you know, as a human resources rep. And Uh, I remember him saying to me, uh, I'm going to hire you. And I said, gosh, I have no experience. I don't understand why you're going to hire me. And he said, "Uh, because you're the only person that's going to take this job and take minimum wage. And he was right. And I needed (laughs) to get my foot in the door somewhere uh, in the space. And I was so grateful for the opportunity. Uh, I worked at a number of smaller uh, PEOs, uh, really got to understand human resources and, and payroll And then spent uh, about eight and a half years at Oasis Outsourcing, which at the time was a bellwether of the industry. And uh, again, I was grateful for the opportunity. I started there as a payroll manager, and then uh, I had worked on my master's degree in finance and had the opportunity to go over to the compliance area. Got to learn a lot about workers' comp and health underwriting and really uh, learned uh, the insurance business uh, under the leadership there at Oasis. Um, went back into operations, spent some considerable amount of time uh, running the operations group at uh, at Oasis, and then took a, a chief operating officer position at a smaller company out in Houston, Texas at Quesco and uh, became CEO there for, for a couple of years before coming to uh, PRISM.
0: Well, Tim, I, I want to put you on the spot a little here, because once upon a time when our paths crossed at Oasis... And I don't know if it was when you were in underwriting or it was at a conference or what your role was at that point. You came up to me and said, Kirk, you are very successful in operations. You're very successful in sales. Which is more stressful?
1: Yeah. So, Kirk, it's really interesting. I remember us having that conversation. I think that was at a, at a sales conference. And, and now I've been on both sides of the coin. Both have different stress points when you're in operations in the PEO and you're dealing with the day-to-day deadlines of getting payroll out the door and ACH deadlines and affordable care act uh, notices. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's definitely a huge amount of stress and I have great respect for everyone that works in operations. And more recently in my career, I get to spend some time on the sales side and, and driving at the, you know, winning new logos and, and helping customers really, See value in your solution is incredibly important. I think both are rewarding and have different different stress points. Um, I really love what I do today at Prism HR because I get an opportunity to see both sides of it on the services side and on the uh, on the sales side. So it would be hard for me to pick just just one. I think both have very different uh, stress points and, and both are very rewarding in their in their own right. They're terrific. Yes.
0: I like to think of it as um, they're different rides at an amusement park. Right. The both both are fun, um, but they have a different, I mean, when you make a sale, your high is so high, uh, but when you finish a quarter, get the W-2s out, accomplish something like that from ops, that's very rewarding too. So let's forget about the past. Let's talk about the present. Tell us about where PRISM HR is, what you're doing at
1: PRISM. Um, kind of the, the future? Yeah, so uh, it's an exciting time at, at Prism for sure. Uh, so I oversee at Prism uh, the entire HRO area, which represents all of our PEO customers, ASOs, and, and staffing. Uh, I oversee the strategy, sales, customer success, professional services, uh, insurance, and uh, our support area, and, and of course our marketplace Um, So we really get a bird's eye view, both a bird's eye view and an intimate look, both at the PEO industry and our our current customers. Um, Just to give you some data, because I think this would be important to share uh, with some of your listeners here. In 2021, we had worksite employee growth of nearly 16% in our cloud. That was tremendous growth. And our customers added a net new 6,000 small businesses. So it's never been a better time to be um, in the PEO or ASO space. I think small businesses are clamoring for resources to help them uh, grow their business in a, in a number of ways. So Prism, you know, we have a number of, of drivers on a number of things that we're doing. Uh, on the business side, I think continuing to expand our marketplace and insurance offerings is greatly useful to, to our customers. Um, and on the product side, uh, we continue to, to develop and innovate. Uh, we have uh, some ideas on, um, on improving our UI and UX. Uh, we have a mobile app coming out uh, here at the end of the first quarter. So we're, we're super excited about that. And giving our customers all different ways to access their, their data within the platform. Uh, those are some of the key things that we're working on here for 2022.
0: One of my most recent positions, I was with a company that had uh, a mobile app. Is that going to allow the people to do their paperwork online, new hire paperwork, and or is that a clock in, clock out type of mobile app? How will the employee use it?
1: Yeah, so it's really going to be an extension of the employee portal. So everything that you can do in the employee portal with the, uh, you know, our customers have the ability to really configure widgets in uh, different elements of that employee portal, every customer has the ability to make the employee portal really theirs, uh, you know, will be available in that uh, in that mobile app. So we're pretty excited about all the different features and functionality that our customers will have available to them.
0: One of the things that you mentioned that I, I'm not as familiar with, the insurance. Mm-hmm. How does Prism HR help their clients with the insurance?
1: Yeah, so insurance is an is an interesting component for us. So a couple of years ago when I joined Prism HR, uh, I joined to really oversee the marketplace and start to bring some insurance expertise to our customers. And, and we, when we negotiate through with our marketplace opportunities, we're trying to bring our customers uh, the best price they can get on a particular uh, product or, or service. Uh, and create a great integration. Well, we had the idea that we could probably do the same with certain insurance products by leveraging the 2 million lives that are on our platform to bring uh, better insurance products uh, to the market. We did not want to disintermediate certain you know, brokers that are in the mix today. So, how could we do that and still bring a great experience? So, we started out with, um, uh, with the ancillary benefits space. And we have a terrific relationship with Aflac today. We're launching a relationship with Guardian. Uh, Guardian is actually going to be the first uh, carrier to have a complete API integration. That's coming down the pike later later this year. Uh, and then we brought in some other solutions. We just launched Pet Assure, which is a pet discount uh, program. Uh, and then we have some really interesting ones that help our customers uh, really become more efficient on the platform. We're working with Gradient AI right now on some unique uh, underwriting availability that's going to streamline the workers' comp and the health insurance underwriting processes. So, so our goal here is to bring value to our customers and help them either be more efficient or bring more value to, to their uh, small business customers uh, along the way and help them you know, become more profitable. So uh, in areas where we can do that, that are in the insurance space, uh, we want to bring products to market that will, that will help them.
0: That's interesting. Um, I don't know if you've um, read the book, uh, Technology is Faster Than You Think. It does talk about the use of AI to help grow businesses and how reliant we're going to become on this AI. And I've heard a lot of people talk about the underwriting process. You know, that we sort of had something with uh, like that at Kelly Services, but the guy was a guy and it wasn't artificial. Gary Pierce just, he knew his workers' comp. And we looked at, when I was with Kelly, we did look at Prism, and I have a high regard for for your product. But let me play devil's advocate for for a moment here. Prism has probably at least 50% of the market today, of the PEO market. Uh, how does a boutique PEO that uses your Prism product distinguish themselves from the competition? I mean, if they use it, aren't they just like everybody else?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Kirk. Uh, and I've been on the other side of this. So I was a buyer at Prism. I've uh, been a customer of Prism for a number of years. And uh, with my last employer, I was on the other side of this coin and I asked that exact uh, that exact question, uh, as the buyer, because I, I didn't want to have a platform that looked and felt like everyone else. I wanted to use technology to really distinguish myself. Um, so first and foremost, Prism has always been terrific in the PEO space at driving that efficiency because the you know PEOS are an employer, and when you can drive that efficiency at that employer uh level you need to have that to to drive more and more profitability but it you know what your your question really goes to the heart of how do you differentiate to those small businesses and if you're in a bigger market like florida or texas and you have uh, other competitors that are using prism how do you differentiate it and i think that there's a couple different areas um the first as we were just talking about is that employee portal every one of our customers can brand that employee portal and um put things in the employee portal that are going to differentiate themselves. It's completely white labeled uh, down to the PEO. And I would venture to guess that no two employee portals look exactly alike. So there are some things that every one of our customers can do to differentiate there. The second is no two customers completely take advantage of all the modules that we have available. So, you know, if you want a applicant tracking system. As an example, well, we have partners in our marketplace you could use that are integrated, we have a core applicant tracking within our platform that you could use. Uh, The same thing is true with uh, time and attendance. There's five different uh, time and labor platforms that you could integrate with, or performance management, or a variety of different uh, elements that you can bring into the platform to really differentiate uh, in the marketplace. So I think the combination of modules and uh, technology is really important. Uh, ultimately, this is a technology-enabled services business. So you have to couple the technology with the services you're going to provide and have the right mix of both tech and, and services. Some PEOs out there still like less tech and some want to have more tech available to them and more options for their small business customers. Our platform to our open API gives you the ability to Really differentiate against uh, against everyone in the market.
0: Well, we were talking a while back, and you had mentioned one of your clients. I don't know if it was in SoCal or Hawaii. Uh, actually, had customized
1: their portal. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting. So we have a, you know, the things you can do in that employee portal. Are far and wide. We have a customer in Hawaii that actually produces the surf report uh, every day on there. Um, y- you know, I suppose you could do the same thing in the Northeast. I don't know if our customers would love to have the snow report. Maybe <laughs> in the last week or so, they uh, they would. But I think you look out the window and realize that it's snowing. So, right. uh, but you can do uh, you can do a lot of different things in terms of notifications and widgets uh, that are very easy to create within the employee portal to. Uh, Get your worksite employees continuing to come back uh, to that particular area for news and information. The other,
0: the question I think our listeners are dying to to ask, would, or would ask you, uh, it, clearly you're you're a technology company, and we're seeing more and more cybersecurity issues. Um, I read somewhere that you know should the U.S. sanction Russia over Ukraine that there's going to be a huge amount of cyber attacks. How does Prism uh, approach cyber security today in today's world?
1: Yeah, uh, really good question. You know, cyber security is a risk that keeps us all up at night, uh, both at Prism and I would think that's true for our customer base. It's probably one of the biggest risks that continues to be out there. One of the biggest threats that's out there to our business. I think uh, the bad actors have realized that the payroll industry is a target rich and ripe environment. So we as a software company have to continue to do more and more to protect both ourselves and our customers. I'm not going to shy away from the fact that we had an outage last year. Uh, We were down for a couple of days uh, due to an attack. And, uh, you know, we took the opportunity to invest uh, both human capital and dollars to fortify our, our security in many ways. We worked with top consultants and top platforms to install them, uh, install those platforms uh, overlaying on top of our platform. And I won't get into all the details of everything we did to fortify uh, that security, but it was um, you know, it should help our customers uh, sleep a little bit more at night now. Uh, I also think that cybersecurity has taken a much Bigger viewpoint within the industry. Napo is now getting involved uh, with the task force. Uh, Scott Klasoski at p- Future Point of View has done a lot to educate uh, PEOS on uh, you know what not having uh, good cyber protocols uh, would mean to their business. So I think it's a high degree of visibility. The risk isn't going anywhere anytime soon, largely until and not to get into the politics of it, until the federal government does something to. Deter these bad actors from doing something. This is going to be a risk that continues to to persist, and it's one that we have to all be on the on the lookout uh, for and and try to hedge against at every turn.
0: Yeah, that's um, that was an unfortunate event uh, a while back, but I'm glad to hear that you guys have taken it and made it a positive to protect your your um, clients and, and the employees for that matter. You know, when I talk to PEO owners you know, a lot has changed in the PEO industry. Uh, I think you got in maybe a year or two before I did, Um, but originally it was arbitrage, cheap workers comp, maybe a little on the health side, but now it's technology services. How how does Prism HR help PEOs or using Prism HR, uh, help PEOs make that sale today?
1: So Kirk, I, I remember years ago um, in the space, and, and you and I have had many of these conversations. You know that sales process is always interesting. And ten years ago, you know you'd work with that small business owner, and they'd say, "Hey, give me a quote," and you'd prove to them that you might save them money through a little bit of arbitrage here and there. And then if they felt good about the quote, they would move on to the technology demo. And so long as the technology demo checked a certain number of boxes, then you were good to go sign that services agreement. And I I hear from more and more customers that that process has largely changed. And when salespeople in our industry are pitching those small businesses, it seems like the first issue that comes up is, hey, well, show me your technology first. And let me look at that. And they're not just trying to check boxes. They're trying to give their employees a whole differentiated experience, that employee onboarding experience, the employee benefit experience, the employee portal experience. You have to really, as a small business owner, have a great experience in order to attract and retain your your employees. That flows through to the PEO. So, uh, So the PEO is now in the position where you have to, give a very well articulated, good demo on the front end, if that meets the expectations of that small business owner, then they move into that proposal phase. At least right. I'm hearing more and more about this uh, within the industry today. And then you get through the pricing and then sign the contract. The It seems like it's much less about arbitrage today and more about how you can serve those small businesses with that technology, first layering services right on top of that tech. Um, So one of the things that we do, we have a program at Prism, we have a whole group of of sales engineers and I'm starting to see sales engineering positions pop up at more and more of our our customers because this is a crucial skill for them. But one of the things we can do is help our customers and train up their staff on how to do a great demo uh, for their customers or, or for their prospects uh, on our technology stack, so that has been a hugely popular um, service in the last couple of years. To be able to, you know, have some transferability and give our customers those skills uh, to be able to help them win more business.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. And from my own experience, you know, having done some sales consulting in the last couple of years or talked with uh, a PEO clients, you're you're absolutely right. There are actually two things, and and it's not can I save you money. The, and one is the technology and they want to see the technology. And then the other thing interestingly enough is are you a certified PEO? Those are the first two things that I'm hearing from most of the the businesses that I'm reaching out that that know the PEO industry. So the
1: certification the certification Kurt, was a uh, you know was a great win for us as in an industry and that brought a lot of regulatory requirements. Uh, to it. And and we've had to do a lot of work at at Prism to make sure that we can help our customers meet those requirements. But you finally get validation from the IRS and the federal government uh, around the co-employment, the nature of that co-employment relationship. Uh, And I think that's a huge win for the industry.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think it's a good thing. My concern has always been, does it create, and and it certainly does, does it create a uh, higher level of uh, cost entry for people wanting to start a PEO. And and I think with technology, it's headed that way anyway. So it really doesn't matter that much. You know, we both have been in the industry for a long time. Um, What are the main challenges you see going forward in the PEO industry and how is Prism HR helping its clients
1: meet those challenges? Compliance is always top of mind here. We hear this over and over again from our customers. Uh, You know, everything that we can do within the platform to help our customers remain in compliance, whether we're talking about check stubs or uh, tax requirements and different tax jurisdictions, uh, propagating the correct, you know, forms within the onboarding experience. There's so many different compliance requirements and, and, our product group uh, does a great job of staying on top of that, but we have to continue to invest in that area uh, to really uh, stay on top of everything that's going on from a, a regulatory and compliance perspective. Uh, you know, there's not going to be a shortage of rules and regulations even in the in the future here, so right. that's going to continue to persist well into the into the future. Um, you know, as you mentioned, the 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 arbitrage in uh, all the various. Uh, components continues to reduce really that the, the pseudo arbitrage the workers comp arbitrage uh, those things you know I see those margins getting lower and lower so to the degree that you can bring services and technology to the table for those small businesses including insurance products bring great insurance products and differentiated uh, products um, you know to the table are, are really key so making sure that you're uh, meeting and exceeding the goals of that small business and, and putting products in front of their worksite employees that are going to help that small business uh, retain and attract employees. And then, you know, this is less tech related, but I've mentioned services a, a couple of times. That PEO really has to have tremendously good service uh, to, um, you know, meet, the requirements of that small business owner. That small business, uh, they have a job to get done. They're focused on their business and they need to be able to pick up the phone and talk to someone, uh, whether it's about a compliance issue or an HR related matter or a payroll concern. And um, that PEO has to be not only responsive, but proactive in anticipating uh, everything that that uh, small business is going to want uh, now and in the future. And and that's hard to, to do. So uh, we've tried to accomplish some of that through tracking of issues, uh, within the client space platform and and make sure that we're tracking various components and giving our customers the ability uh, to have that visibility into the issues that customers are, are having within the client space uh, CRM tools.
0: Interesting. That's, I think that's a great benefit. Um, well, Tim, I've taken up uh, about the time you've allotted me, or I'm sure we could go on for forever, okay. but trying to keep the, um, podcast to about 25 minutes, but final words of wisdom. You've been in the industry for a while. What would you advise someone who is, you know, maybe has started a PEO in the last five years or looking, a smaller PEO that's looking to grow,
1: what tips would you have for them? I think there's a couple. I often think about this if, uh, and I'll rephrase the question a little bit. If I were to get in the PEO business today, like what would be the areas that I would Largely focus on, um, I think relationships. I think the HR outsourcing space is largely built on communities. Sure, there are some big players, Trinet, ADP, that have scaled uh, beyond, uh, you know, beyond belief, uh, really. But for the most part, PEOS are very local organizations, and they're serving uh, communities. Whether you're in you know, Wichita, Kansas or Des Moines, Iowa or Jacksonville, Florida, you know, there's a PEO there that is really embedded in that community. So your ability to serve that community and be in that community and doing things for that community are really important. So when I think about relationships, those relationships with the community leaders is, is crucial to the success of your business. Along those same lines, you want to make sure that you're hiring folks and you're really focused on your employees and the people that you're bringing into your organization as well. So hiring top talent uh, from your community is, is critically important. I I think that um, if you're looking to scale beyond your community, you can do that, but it's important to make investments in the communities that you are serving along the way. You can't just throw sales reps into a particular market and hope that strategy, uh, you know, has been tried and failed for, for, many HR outsourcing firms out there. Uh, You have to have good underwriting discipline. So know the customers that you want to bring in, know what your lane is, understand the types of customers you want to bring in. So don't just bring anyone into the fold, but having the underwriting discipline, both in workers comp, health insurance, and just working with good folks, good small business owners in the community that want to do the right thing. I think uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And then You know, I think some HR outsourcing firms and PEOs have had a lot of success focusing on a particular industry. So, getting really narrow and going deep on an industry versus trying to stay wide and serving all industries. But, you know, really understanding that niche and understanding the needs and wants and desires of small businesses in a particular uh, niche is going to be critical. And you can really go deep. I think, uh, as an example, Mark Sinatra is doing a, a great job in trying to grow. Uh, Aspen and at Aspen, they're really focused on the private equity space. So that's interesting. You know, we have other customers that are really focused on the trucking space or the hospitality space. And when you can go deep in that niche, uh, you can drive a a tremendous amount of uh, business at at scale.
0: Very good. I'm going to let you go now, Tim, but I I appreciate you taking the time to um, talk with me today and answer some. What I w- hope was uh, interesting and tough questions for you. Next time you're out I- in San Diego way, I hope you uh, look me up and we can uh, have a beer
1: or two. I appreciate the time. Kurt, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, look forward to uh, our future conversations.